Welcome back to another episode of Baseballogy. I'm your host, Josh Brown, at Rhubarb Brown on Twitter. Hey, did you know that Justin Turner is going to miss more baseball games from a pulled hammy than he missed from having COVID-19? Hey, did you guys know that more baseball players have died in uh, from boating accidents than uh, COVID-19? Anyways, I've missed you guys. Let's go. Have you guys been doing? I've missed y'all. I've been doing good. Uh, my wife and I just celebrated our fifth year anniversary. We went up to uh, Fort Payne, Alabama, which isn't too sexy on the surface. It sounds kind of uh, kind of bush league of me to do that to my wife. Like, why would you take your wife on your anniversary to Fort Payne, Alabama? Well, let me tell you, Alabama, northeast Alabama, is low key beautiful, and I love it. And I love Little River Canyon and DeSoto State Park. Also, uh, North Georgia and Northeast Georgia, which is honestly, it was plan A. Because me, me and my wife love us some super cheesy redneck Helen, Georgia, Oktoberfest. And rooms for Oktoberfest this year in and around Helen was like uh, Greece. It was ridiculous. Like the days in in Helen, Georgia was like 375 bucks a night. And I'm like, y'all can shut up. And so, you know what? Your boy thought out of the box. Out of the box. I also looked at some state parks. We love we love going to state parks, not just to camp, but also uh, lodges and hotels and cabins. State parks, low-key, fantastic, in our opinion. Me and Nikki love them. Uh, but Georgia, Georgia was just super expensive and booked also. So your boy went over to Bama. And, and by God... We love Chiaha State Park. We camped there back in June. It's not that crowded. It's beautiful. It's great. And so I was like, you know what? Let me look at the lodge up at DeSoto State Park. And found us a room for like 100 bucks and some change. And they've got a restaurant at the lodge. I think it's called DeSoto State Park Lodge Restaurant. <laughs> and it was like, it felt like you were at the steak and ale. In 1997, y'all, the menu hasn't changed. Uh, the prices were like very 90s prices. <laughs> like I got, I got chopped sirloin plus two vegetables plus a roll plus a baked potato plus unlimited salad bar <laughs> for 11.95, <laughs> and we were the only ones there under the age of 65. It was great. So we did that, and. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was fun. We brought the dog. My mama kept Brindley for us that night. We just we just went up there and just, you know, got a hotel room in the State Park Lodge. It was great. They had little uh, rocking chairs outside the rooms. So you sit there and read and drink your uh, uh, low-budget coffee from the room. It was, it was a good time. Anyways, so the Atlanta Braves. Um, wow. You know? I was salty going in. I was... I'll admit, my, my Atlanta Braves journey this year has been lackluster, to say the least. I'll just be totally forthcoming with you guys. I don't really watch baseball. I've got a baseball podcast, but, I, I mean, once football starts, I check out. Also, we just didn't watch a lot of Braves games this summer. We just didn't. We 
ended up getting cable the before opening day to watch the Braves because the Braves broke up with Hulu or uh, like Fox Sports South or Valley Sports or whatever it's called, broke up with Hulu. And uh, all up until like opening day, I thought they were going to reconcile that and create some kind of deal and we were going to have the Braves on Hulu. It doesn't happen. So I drive all the way to Carrollton because I have to do that to get Spectrum service. Uh, it's the closest brick and mortar to Rockmart. So I drive all the way to Carrollton and I sign up for cable. And our bill goes way up because we already had Spectrum internet. Then we get cable. And I really didn't want to switch because I had this killer, insane, low deal with the internet. And I was told if I change it or if I you know, bundle it with something else, my rate, I couldn't go back to that rate. Uh, and so, because I, when I moved to Rotmart, I go, I'm, so, backstory, I'm really good at getting deals because I'm nice to people in customer service, whether it's cars, cable, internet, whatever, food, like, you know, restaurant service, bartender service, whatever, like, I'm a good customer. I pride myself on being a good customer because when I was a kid, my dad was the worst. We'd go to like Applebee's and he would complain about the dumbest stuff and he was embarrassing. And because of that, when I grew up to be a grown man, I was like, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to be a good customer. And so your boy goes to Spectrum, signs up for internet, and I'm just really nice to the girl behind the counter and she gives me some... I think like a veteran discount, even though I'm not a veteran, which I'm pretty sure is very unchristian. But anyways, I got some stupid low deal internet-wise, and I was told if you change that or if you add anything to it, you can't go back to that rate. So I go back. I was like, hey, uh, I need to get cable to watch the Braves, but if I drop it, can I go back to this rate? And they were like, yeah. Well, they kind of lied. They just wanted a sale, so I ended up getting cable. And then, like, three months later, after we never watch any Braves games, I go back, and um, and, and, and they, they couldn't do it. But I was really nice to the girl, and so she went in and did some weird stuff and put in some kind of, like, weird code. And I basically, I got, like, the highest speed spectrum internet for, like, 20 bucks a month. <clears throat> Anyways, all that to say, didn't really watch that much Braves this summer. And honestly... I like to troll on Twitter and say that I called it, but I didn't call anything. I'm a bonehead. I'm a replacement-level podcaster. I have no idea what I'm talking about most of the time. I should never, ever run a baseball organization. I'm very cognizant of that, unlike other Braves bloggers. Won't name names. Hey, Dylan, if you're listening. So, uh, yeah, so I thought they sucked most of the summer, and I, <laughs> I was like, there's no way. There's no way they'll make it to the playoffs. Well, then... Then they do. Uh, and, and a lot of that, honestly, was uh, Alex Anthopoulos making some of those uh, deadline deals with Jorge Soler. When he got Jorge Soler, I was like, oh, my gosh. he He's – I don't really count last year's numbers against or for anybody because, to me, you played in front of cardboard weirdos in front of some Marxist regime, and it doesn't matter. So – I don't care about Jorge Soler's numbers last year. So when Alex Anthopoulos gets Soler at the trade deadline, I was like, dude, 
he, he's one year removed, 2019, because I don't count 2020, from leading the American League in home runs. Oh, my goodness. That's amazing. And by God, they went on a tear. It was great. And um, I started watching during the Brewers series when they when they beat the Brewers. I missed the first couple of games because the first game, I think, was a Friday night, and I went to a Rockmore High School football game, so I couldn't watch it. Uh, and then that Saturday, I had something else going on. I'm trying to plan some chili cook-off in Rockmart, and that was a planning meeting, and I missed that game. But then I watched the third game. I think it was the third game, maybe the fourth game. I watched the game when they won it. I watched that one, and that was fun. Uh, and now I've watched all of the NLCS games. Yeah. And let me tell you, the first two games of this NLCS were riveting. I called my brother the day after game one, and I said to Ben Brown, I said, hey, this team, the energy, the vibes I'm getting, and the crowd... I don't want to say it, but it reminds me of the 90s. And he's like, same, bro. I'm seeing it too. And there's something about this team, this Eddie Rosario effect, uh, that it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to talk about because it's, it's, it's hard to quantify. You know, there, there's these, you know, new Marxist postmodern goobers in their mother's basements who are always making fun of people like me who think that, like, clubhouse chemistry and all that stuff's a real thing. These people are stupid, very low-functioning people, probably grew up without a dad, and they don't understand the Eddie Rosario effect we're seeing. We're seeing this interesting clubhouse dynamic, this early 90s, you know, on paper, it doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, but, oh, my gosh, these guys are good. And, and, and I don't want to you know, overcorrect here, because on paper, they're actually really, really good, especially they're, they're starting pitching. I mean, you got Ian Anderson, uh, Max Freed, Charlie Morton. I mean, they should be doing what they're doing, pitching-wise. Uh, going into it, uh, going into the NLCS, I was nervous. I still am. I'm going to drop this before game four, and so they might lose tonight. Max Freed might get owned. I'm still dropping this. I don't care. I don't care. I'm cocky. I'm owning all the Dodgers losers on Twitter. I'm already calling it. And you know what? If the Braves lose, I'm not deleting any tweets. I don't care. I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm strutting around. I'm cocky. I don't care. People are telling me on Twitter right now to, to hold up, to slow your roll, Josh. You know, last year, hello, there was a 3-1 three, three to one lead and then look what happened I don't care that was then this is now this is a different team we have Eddie effing Rosario right now last year we did it you know what I mean anyways um, I feel bad for Jorge Soler the whole the whole COVID thing I, I wish I wish some people with influence would speak out about this insanity right no one will no one will uh, there's guys that are kind of in my you know, political camp. Um, I don't want to name names, but a sidearm pitcher out of Australia. But even, even you know, he, there's there's a lot of, you know, if he says anything, it can, it can you know, people are insane. If he calls BS on it, which I know he wants to, uh, 
people are insane and they'll, they'll try to come after him. But there's a lot of people who know that Jorge Soler testing positive for COVID after being vaccinated, he's asymptomatic, is completely insane. It's ridiculous. We, we, have, we have allowed uh, this weird media culture to make us insane about this. We can't, we can't have an intelligent discussion about it, right? Uh, and there's nuance. I mean, I think the vaccine's good, and people, some people should get it. Some people, like, I don't think they should get it. Like, it's okay. The vaccine's out. And now that the vaccine's out, normalcy should be, you know, normal. Like, everyone should be back to normal. But it's not. It's insane. It's completely ridiculous. They shouldn't be testing players for COVID. More players have died in boating accidents than COVID, let's be honest. Let's just call a spade a spade. Let's go there. You know what I mean? If COVID is so dangerous and deadly, and if this is really a pandemic, okay, then why, why are we talking about the survivors, right? If it's a deadly disease, and if it's a death sentence, well, why hasn't Jeff Schultz written this really cool article talking about how Angelton Simmons survived COVID? Maybe, just maybe, it goes after different people. Maybe there's some nuance. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe some data on the CDC website, which is not controlled by Breitbart, hello, should be uh, paid attention to by these Marxist weirdos who write for The Athletic. I'm just saying. Jorge Soler, test positive for COVID after getting the vaccine. He has no symptoms, and he can't play for 10 days. Now, does it matter? Probably not, I guess, because look at what has happened. Knock on wood, you know, they're one win away from going to the World Series. We'll see. They might not go. I don't know. I think they will. I'm dropping this episode anyways. I don't care. I'm that cocky. Don't care. Don't care about your feelings. I'm dropping it, okay? I'm dropping it. Um, all that to say, it's been, it's been a lot of fun watching these last three games um, is it three games or four games uh, three games yeah <clears throat> um, I've been watching these games I've been listening to the post game show on 680 the fan next to my bed I've got my little Panasonic early 90s radio next to my bed and I fall asleep listening to Kevin McAlpin I feel like an 8 year old in the 90s feels great feels great. Uh, I don't know if I'll go to a World Series game. Two reasons. I'm not rich. I'm not, I'm not wealthy. I'm just not. Also, uh, John D. Howard apparently has new friends. He posts pictures of them uh, <clears throat> on, on Facebook and takes them and not me. So, whatever. Whatever, John. I, I never see any pictures of his girlfriend, by the way, on Facebook. I just see pictures of him and these other people who he's friends with. You know, I don't know. We talk every day, but he's going to go to these baseball games with these other people. Who are they? I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm not a Calvinist. I don't know. Whatever, John. Well, I'm going to drop this, and um, hopefully that Bill guy will listen. We've been trolling that Bill guy pretty hard. He writes for the L.A. Times. I think it's a newspaper. There's still newspapers, apparently, and he writes for a newspaper. And he called the chop racist, and 
he made fun of Waffle House or something, and so it's been a fun week trolling him on Twitter. Also, I want to leave with this. It's a very serious thing. It's been on my heart, and I want to talk about it. And um, I just want to say, Saturday morning, me and Nikki went to Huddle House in Fort Payne. And let me tell you, I got some fully loaded like hash brown bowl thing with hash browns and bacon and gravy and uh, peppers and it was like 675 okay now i was raised scattered smothered and covered at the waffle house i was i was raised on burt's chili i was raised going there actually we would go there on christmas morning sometimes okay Waffle House runs through my veins. It's from Georgia. I'm from Georgia. Love me some Waffle House. Love the culture. Love the jukebox. All of it, okay? Many dates I've had have been at Waffle House. Many memories. I've made friends at Waffle House. But over the last four years, their prices have become completely ridiculous, okay? I'm not talking about some... Joe Biden inflation, some Joe flation. I'm not talking about Joe flation. I'm not talking about 2021, uh, you know, weird beef prices and all that stuff. No, before 2020, over the last five years, we've seen Waffle House prices get ridiculous. All right, I get two eggs over medium, a single order hash brown, scattered, smothered, covered. Sometimes I get a side of bacon and a coffee, okay? That should not be $10, okay? And we should talk about it. It should not cost me $30 to take my family to Waffle House, no. The appeal to Waffle House has always been two things. One, the culture, and there's a lot of things that's under that umbrella, like toothless waitresses who care about you, who genuinely care about you. They're not like some fake, nice Christian McKenzie girl at Chick-fil-A, talking about, you know, thank you, God bless, my pleasure. No, these people actually care about you, okay? And you got the music, you got the, 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 you walk out and you smell like the restaurant for five days, okay? That's the culture of Waffle House. Also, the other thing, it's always been cheap. It has been cheap. And sometimes, you know, cheap is not always synonymous with, uh, you know, bad or 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 poor quality you can have good quality and also be cheap that's what waffle house has always been it's always been cheap good quality and the culture baby but now uh uh-uh 30 bucks for my entire family to go to waffle house no 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 by god i hope a huddle house comes to rock mart all right let's go braves